0: Rated G for Gore. (laughs) Rated G
1: for Garsh. Not a (laughs) Disney property. (laughs) Make me money. (laughs) Where's my fucking (laughs)
2: mommy?
3: Jason, I'm so sorry. Please cut all of this. It's going to be my new ringtone. (laughs) in the saddle Mm -hmm. daddy-o
1: what's going on everybody it is tonight we marvel what's up we're a little skosh behind but we've just been absorbing the awesomeness of falcon (laughs) and the winter soldier uh i am your host brett and of course with me the boys first up cody no 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 star lord man hey what's up dude uh hey hi (laughs) <laughs> jason how you doing jay bro quarters
3: insertion
1: this podcast is actually
3: going to be jason singing
1: uh my own prison the album uh, i actually think it's human clay from start to finish acapella
2: Happily At- renamed my own falcon yes
4: Acapella.
2: fucking uh, calling my, my dude how
1: are you
4: what's in the what's box up, nerds? how y'all doing
1: <laughs> what's up jerks um Please don't demonetize us. How did this get made? So Falcon is the Winter Soldier.
4: Dang I'm gonna stop you right there. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> what was that about Sharon Carter's the power broker? <laughs> the power couldn't broker. hear
1: you. Um yeah. I have I oh, man mm-hmm. words. Um so so our WandaVision was nine half hour episodes, right? And this was six-hour episodes. Um, I like the format better, but I'm going to be honest. I wish we had nine-hour episodes of this show. Mm-hmm. the The content alone in what Falcon and Winter Soldier has delivered has so much more weight to it. It's 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 heavier. You're not trying to figure out as much as Wandavision. It's very much in a completely different vein, and the issues that it touches on, both within the MCU and in the real world, man, it, it, hits a lot of nerves and it is just compelling, rich television. I, uh, uh damn. I'm just, damn is all I can say. Damn. It has been an excellent run so far and I cannot believe it ends this week. I, I want another two, three weeks of this, but I am excited for the climax coming up. So, uh, you know, just to kind of blanket cover episodes three, four, and five. Um, Jason, what are your thoughts on what we've seen so far?
3: Yeah. So before we get too deep into this, let's step back and appreciate oh, yeah. Wyatt Russell's oh, yeah. performance. Holy shit. I mean, like, just one of the best MCU, MCU roles played is this guy. Like, he has made me feel like from the beginning where you kind of get that sympathy where you're kind of like, man, this guy's taking on a moniker that's way bigger than him and he doesn't really understand the moment to just being diabolical and someone that you just hate. Like, you're just like, like, I mean, we had that moment in the fight scene just on episode five where he's screaming yeah. and, you know, I think in uh Sam's face, like, I am Captain America. The intensity he brings to this role is just fantastic. Yeah. And with the end scene no. credit in five, we're not done with him anytime soon, which is going to be so great. Uh, so, yeah, I, I agree with every point you made. I'm really shocked how political yeah. this is becoming. And I'm I'm here for it. Like, let me be very clear about that. Like, this is great conversation yeah. that no matter where you're at in your journey, you need to be a part of. And like, I, I am very shocked how much Disney has allowed the director to wait and have these conversations on screen. And look, it's a yeah. like other places aren't doing this. Like, and and for Marvel, which is probably the number one piece of content in the world right now, to have these types of conversations and and use the bold strokes because they c- yeah. didn't have to go this deep with this, but they have. They went very deep, and uh, and just bravo to Marvel for doing this and forcing conversations that alternatively may have happened or may not have happened. It's just compelling great storytelling and i love it, it, it. and i'm good. here for it yeah and there's there's yeah. big shoes only six episodes um, i know i enough. know
1: we got uh loki coming up next and that's going to be very story rich as well but uh man <laughs> falcon and winter soldiers really knocked it out of the park so far and again i i just i think there's a lot uh big shoes to fill um wyatt russell his performance like you mentioned you love to hate him. He just—he has knocked it out of the park. He has really captured John Walker. He really has, and I—I I love it. I, you know, again, son of um, Kurt Russell, who played Ego in Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, especially when he gets really intense, you can really see a lot of his dad in him. And I think Kurt Russell's an excellent actor. So, this man—I'm—I I, I have not been this speechless about a Marvel property. In a very long time. Um, And the fact that I don't. The fact that I can't articulate myself. As well as I normally could. About how I feel about a a product. That's what makes me the happiest. Um, I'm so stoked that this thing has left my jaw on the
3: floor. So many times. With as far as it has reached. And what I want to do is like after. Like after this series is done go literally watch winter soldier mm. civil war and this like all back to back and i feel like we'll even get an even more great appreciation because oh, yeah. this the is music like the sequel even. that you they're want recycling the music
1: soldier. cues from winter soldier they're recycling from civil war uh they're they're paralleling moments uh it's it, it just an it, expert yeah. expert storytelling uh cody cody you know i love your analysis what you got for me yeah. these last few episodes where's your head at Yoey. um so
2: i first i think Same. you said something that kind of stood right you said something that kind of stood out to me brett when you said that like the fact that you can't really articulate very well you know what your thoughts are where your head's at says to me what i would try to say about this series right which is that it's not it's not the self-contained sort of um series that one division ended up becoming right we were fascinated by this like unique concept that didn't have altogether too too much weight at least in terms of characters and story arcs we'd seen already. Now we've got a series that's touching on two fan favorite characters that you know one of which is, is I mean both of them really have been around for, for years now when you think about it this way but characters that we've never gotten enough out of are now basically being put on a on a scale of like not only are we getting these huge character arcs these huge uh, you know pieces of, of, of history of the MCU right that we never would have been a part of prior to this series yeah. it really makes me think about statements that we made in the past where you know are these series for just the people who are diehard marvel fans or are they for everyone? And I think I think <laughs> that Falcon and Winter Soldier has nailed the for everyone piece very, very well. Um and I say that because it it is in itself, in its yeah. six hour runtime or whatever it ends up being, five hour runtime, it is possibly done, and not even possibly, in my opinion, it's definitely done more than many MCU films have done in their two hour plus runtime. I feel that very confidently. Um, and I think that's just because the tone is so consistently like, uh, it's jaw dropping, Brad. I mean, I would agree yeah. with that. Like you finish the episode and you don't even know what to say for like a minute. You're other than like, oh my God, there's seven days before I can do this again. Whereas like division, you're kind of like, oh man, I was wrong about this. Or we were right about that. And it's still ongoing. Whereas here you're yeah. like, oh my God, like this, this is a chunk of some actual, you know, I, I feel like I'm trapped in a story that I literally cannot wait to read the next page of. Yeah. And the fact that we're one away from being out of that space man, it sucks. It really sucks. Um, But dude, it's, it's like Jason said, I actually considered uh, just this past week, I I watched one through five, like kind of in a row almost um, just to sort of like edge myself to episode six. And basically I considered going back and watching cap one, uh, Winter Soldier Civil War. And then I thought, yeah. no, what Jason said would be smarter. Let this story be what it is on its own and then basically watch it all in one continued narrative. And I feel like you will get some insane bang for your buck doing that. Um, yeah. And all I really want to say, I, I don't want to touch on any performances because I'll probably take the entire hour of this podcast. I don't want to do that. But I, I will just say that there's there's been no flat moments for me in this series at all. Um, I know Nate and maybe you'll touch on this I think you had some issues with the dialogue possibly In this episode I'm curious of your your Reasoning behind that I felt like they were Maybe overtly cliche in some Aspects of this episode but also just To drill in this sort of point of like Do you realize both the viewer And Sam and Bucky for that matter They're all sort of realizing something internally Now the weight of what is happening Around us Um, and I don't know That for Sam it's really hit him until Right now as he's literally throwing this shield You know Um, and, and outside of that, I just hope that, and I know they will, but I'm going into the finale next week, um, you know, kind of with the understanding that I don't really need some big play, some big extravaganza. I just want closure for the things we've been asking for. I want to see Bucky find himself in, in some sort of, you know, upward journey, right? I want to know that he's on the right track. I want to see some sort of kind of step up for sam in between this phase of like "Eh, i don't know if i'm ready for this or you know maybe i don't want to disappoint to like him owning it you know and maybe we don't get that far but as far as closure goes that's all i can ask for bucky and sam's story to come to a point that i feel like we went on a ride and it ended at a pretty good place for everyone involved except hopefully um some of the uh, folks we'll cover in just a little bit. I'm sure.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yeah, we, we certainly will. I'm glad you brought up, um, uh, Nate, Nate, what do you, what was the last couple of episodes? Uh, but we can focus on episode five as well. Uh, what did your, what was your likes dislikes? Uh, I'll start with the dislikes first because there's just not
0: as many of them. Um, I mentioned in our group chat before that, like sometimes the dialogue still feels a little goofy. Um, which I guess, in the sense of Marvel, like it has its place, right? You know, movies like Ant Man or like Thor three has like a goofy tone. Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, some, yeah.
0: Sometimes I feel like in in something as serious as a Falcon oh, Winter Soldier. Soldier that it follows a lot of the um, you know what what Captain America movies are. Um, very serious tone, but all of a sudden they'll like try and put in something that's a little too quirky. It kind of feels off. Um, but that's that's a very small complaint. Um, the thing that I'm probably most excited for is the the development of these characters that I feel like is long overdue. Uh, yeah. Like Bucky is a, an obvious one for sure, and you know I'm. I think I'm probably most excited to see more development from from John Walker, uh, just because again his casting is fucking great. But like so much, we've seen so much development between all these characters to where like I feel like everybody's picking sides. Even if you were to just like jump into like episode five, like, okay, yeah, Those are the good guys. Those are the bad guys. Even if you didn't hear any of the dialogue, you would just know from like the tone and imagery, like who you're rooting for and who you're not so much. So that in like episode five, when there was the fight between John Walker and then Falcon and and winter soldier, I was like, I was like gritting my teeth. I'm like, God beat this motherfucker's ass. Like Mm -hmm. I I was (laughs) just so ready to, I, I was waiting so long for that. (laughs) <laughs> um it, it it's felt it's definitely felt like a movie, um, uh, which I can definitely say more so than what Wandavision did. Wandavision still felt like a like a TV series. This feels like yep. a movie condensed into six episodes. Um yes. I I really, really uh, appreciate uh the setup for episode six as well. Episode five kind of felt like a filler, in my opinion, um, uh, which is not necessarily a knock. I think if anything, it's just going to make episode six hit that much harder. It's like when we got left off of, like, everybody's new costume reveal, which is inevitably what's in this weird-ass box that Bucky left for Sam.
1: 100%. Like
0: the, the new, like, vibranium Wakandan-designed Captain America. It's going to look fucking sick. Yeah. And, like, Bucky's got to show up in some white wolf-looking costume. Like, I'm so ready for everybody to show up in, like, their new reveal – uh, I'm ready for for John Walker to break out this fucking bootleg shield and still try and like justify himself with it. Like, yep. I feel I feel like episode six is really gonna set us up to where when we see all these people again in a in a larger screen setting, like we're, we we would have known like after Endgame, like oh yeah, I, I know who all these people are. I kind of figure out who this John Walker dude is, but like you know, it's it's gonna make it hit that much more home when you know the development of it if you were to watch this series, just like with WandaVision, like. You didn't have to watch it to still be able to pick up and be like, "Oh, that's Scarlet Witch." Like they never said her name, but like I know who that is. The right, same easy thing with to pick this. Up. Like yeah. I still know that Sam's going to be Captain America, right? Right. I still know Bucky is going to like he's he's a quote unquote good guy. He's getting more good, right? We're getting the backstory. This yep. John Walker fuck? He's he's a bad guy, right? Like you st- you kind of know that, but when you when you when you watch the series and you get the appreciation for it, I think it's going to make everything hit that much harder when we finally see him again on the big screen.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And those what you're talking about, the costume reveal, I think the entire core of Falcon, the Winter Soldier, uh, with all of the issues that they're that they're dealing with, uh, both on a personal and even a political level, ultimately, what the goal of this show was, was to evolve those two individuals. Um, I think the the purpose of the Falcon, the Winter Soldier is to retire those characters Sam Wilson will no longer be the Falcon, and uh, Bucky Barnes will no longer be the Winter Soldier. Now we have whatever that next step is. So for Sam, that next step is Captain America. For Bucky, yeah, maybe that next step is a full-fledged White Wolf, or maybe not. I don't know. But those- I, I, only argument I have the- to that, Brett, is that- uh,
0: God, what's your boy's name that's like Sam's like partner? Therese. Oh, Torres, Torres yeah. yeah. Like he I, I think he's gonna be Falcon. Torres. I think they're gonna give him that title. They kind of already into yes. episode five with like the whole you know keep it line, which I thought was super slick, by the way, like mm-hmm. in order to give him the, yeah. the costume. But I think that they're still gonna give him that title.
1: I agree. Yes. Uh at, maybe not immediately, but at some point in the future, Torres will end up being a new look Falcon. Um and yeah, we'll probably again end up being Sam's sidekick in a manner of speaking the robin to his batman you know um i I don't think that's going to happen in episode six but i do think that is going to happen in future mcu films Uh, i just meant for the context of what this show is offering uh sam will never again be falcon he will be captain america moving forward bucky will never again be winter soldier if he does become someone or something else moving forward that remains to be seen but i think Bucky's ultimate goal is is peace and serenity within himself, as opposed to evolving to the next stage of hero, which is exactly what's been going on with with Sam. Uh, Cullen, do you have similar feelings there? Uh, did you enjoy the last few episodes for the the narrative, the action, or some combination of those? Or uh, do you have different opinions? <laughs>
4: uh, I'm I'm so glad that my theory. Uh, after episodes one and two uh, did not come true because it would have been hella lame compared to what uh, what has transpired. Um, my, my my theory was that like uh, Battlestar and, and uh, John Walker were just going to become like progressively more woke is what I think the terminology I used and uh <laughs> and like just hand the shield back over like as they became more understanding and God I'm so glad that, that didn't happen uh th- this this like i i'm getting I'm, I'm just so satisfied with like how everyone's progressing and like i i'm not even too worried about how things are gonna end i mean y'all kind of like the, the the way wandavision ended and like how y'all already kind of said like people that watch the movies know that sam is the next captain america and that's what's gonna happen and uh bucky is is described as the white wolf in black panther i believe um So, and this show, yeah, and the show. So, that that, I I think that's what's going to happen too. Um, if you know, I would like Bucky to get a new costume, um, but other than that, I just want John John Walker to get his ass beat and uh, (laughs) once again. And also, like, did his arm heal already? Like, what's going on with that? And and I have a question, like, how long do y'all think this new shield is going to last?
1: Well. Um, I can say that the new shield will physically probably it'll get beat up for sure. I don't know if it's going to get broken or not in the in this episode, but it'll last for a while. Um, it's definitely not vibranium, no. but it's
4: it's you, it's you can't just blow torch by vibranium. That's <laughs> right, it's, <laughs> it's
1: certainly not vibranium, but it is absolutely it's it's U.S. agents like calling card. Instead of red, white, and blue, it's the. It's the red, silver, and black, and that's that's what we're getting. It, that red, silver, and black is is coming. It, it so would, I think that shield will stick around for a while.
4: It would be so fun in me if, you, like, he throws it and like it, it hits, you know, something solid, and it just makes the sound of like a Coke cr- can crushing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just cracks. clean it half. <laughs> that would be excellent. Um, but, yeah, we, we touched on that uh, that case, that uh, crate that was delivered from Wakanda. Um, now, Bucky left it with Sam, so I don't think any of Bucky's stuff is in there. Uh, but how sick would it be if you know, there's some nanotech that's built into Bucky's arm? Because his arm is Wakandan. Mm-hmm. So imagine his uh, nanotech being built into his arm. He just taps his arm, and then the white wolf armor comes up. Uh, A a sort of he looks more like Killmonger, like if the black of Killmonger's suit was white.
3: Ooh, Um, Ooh. yeah. And and just the arm was black.
1: Yeah, that'd be cool. The arm stays the same color, but the rest of his outfit is. He 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 needs
4: a little something because I mean, out of everyone, he's pretty damn vulnerable. You know, like so he he needs a little extra help. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I mean,
1: if he's gonna, st- th- that's the only thing that I'm hung up May on. May I interest you in some syrup?
2: <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs>
1: May I interest you in this delicious vial of serum? <laughs> um, I that the only thing that that sways my opinion on that is I don't know if he's gonna, I, I, I don't wife. know if this is the end for him. Like, I don't know if Bucky just like sails off into the sunset and lives a, a, a peaceful, like. Loner life. No. <laughs> well, what do you think is gonna happen? I what mean, do you they, think is gonna happen with Bucky? Honestly, they're
4: kinda going? hinting at it with him smiling at the kids on the on, on the couch and hi uh, Sarah. Like is it they, is this like settling down to a normal civilian is, life. Is this Man. before or
0: after he has sex with Sam's sister?
1: <laughs> right after. There's <laughs> right immediately after there's yeah. no yeah. way he Bucky was, slept on the couch. No, all he night, retires. Right? Yeah. There's
0: no way. I think in thirty this,
4: seconds before. I
0: think the, I think the, I think one of the things about this series is them trying to hammer home that uh him and Sam are going to be like a tandem going forward, and I think putting putting yeah. forth this this amount of effort to like give them like a cool little dynamic duo vibe, it would be a disservice if he just fucking retired out of
1: nowhere.
2: Yeah, I completely agree with well, that.
1: Then I then I will posit this: um, we've we've seen some great and some great dialogue. Between Sam Wilson and Isaiah Bradley. Mm. Yeah, and we know about uh, Isaiah's grandson, who's been seen a handful of times so far in the series. Lil Bradley. Uh, If Torres becomes the next Falcon and Isaiah's grandson becomes the Patriot, do we see that instead? Do we see the new Captain America and let's just say White Wolf? Do we see Sam and Bucky as Captain America and White Wolf? And then do we see Patriot and Falcon as sort of like the mini versions of them, the Young Avengers versions of them, as two separate tag teams?
2: I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> on you know, paper.
0: I really want to see a fucking flashback of Isaiah Bradley kicking mm-hmm. the shit out of Winter Soldier yeah. before I even try to figure out what's going on yeah. in Young. I'm pissed. We have like his shirt ripped,
2: and he's got like a fucking Gatling gun, just spraying on like a slight hilltop, unloading the clip.
0: Yeah, he's fucking. They get he gets hand to hand. Bucky tries to do his like signature knife throw, but Isaiah blocks and just grabs his arm and rips it out of his body. That'd be hot.
3: Oh. Okay. Um, and I was uh, power yeah.
1: stroking. And yeah, uh, as, nice. as usual. Uh, a lot of stuff obviously occurred in these last few episodes, uh, but we're getting closer and closer to the precipice of this show. And something that we got here that wasn't even teased here, but ironically was teased in WandaVision that we didn't get delivered on, was a surprise big-name actor cameo. And we got that. We got that in Falcon and Winter Soldier in the form of Julia Louis-Dreyfus, which is not only very cool... Uh, but it unfortunately blows my uh the cast of Seinfeld as Fantastic 4 out of the water. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kramer as Mr. Fantastic. Jerry Seinfeld as no, the way. Human Torch. Jason Alexander as the Thing. Uh no, as Mrs. Newman. No, Kramer's Newman's not the human as Torch.
4: Dr. I don't, Doom. don't want it.
3: Newman is Doctor
4: Doom. Yes. <laughs>
1: yeah. So that that's out the window now. But she is playing uh, Contessa de la Valentina de pare, to pare, to, to, ta, taquitos whatever her name is. <laughs> um, but we'll just go ahead and shorten that to <laughs> Val. Valentina. Uh, who, very obscure comic character, um, but I, her most famous arc in the comics, uh, she was a, a former S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Uh, actually, she was Agent 14, right behind Agent 13, who is Sharon Carter. Um she was a former shield agent who ended up uh, creating an offshoot sort of like a revival of Hydra. Um you, how there was there was Shield, right? Now we have Sword, just like we had Hydra, well now there's Leviathan. Um and she uh, under the name Madam Hydra led up Leviathan. So this at first really screamed to me uh oh shit that Hydra is coming back and they're, this is like the confirmation that was needed. Um, But thinking about it a little bit more, I I, I kind of am leaning towards something that you mentioned, Jason. What if she's not, uh, you know, Madam Hydra and the leader of Leviathan and all this, what if she's the right hand of general Ross? And what if she's his recruiter for the Thunderbolts? So, Thinking of that and knowing the Thunderbolts that we've seen so far, we know John Walker's a Thunderbolt in the comics. We know Baron Zemo is a Thunderbolt in the comics. We know that the new Black Widow, uh, who is uh, the younger sister, we, we, we know that, she, that movie is coming eventually after being rescheduled a million times. But we know that that's coming eventually. We've already seen Ghost. Ghost is uh, a Thunderbolt. So there's a lot of this going on. So I feel like we're getting closer and closer to that team. So Jason, where do you think where do you
3: think she fits in? Where do you think
1: Valentina
4: fits in?
3: So I love what Marvel does with this. Like what what they did with Guardians, what they've done with Iron Man because they're they weren't top tier rated MCU people like Marvel people until the uh, MCU came around. So, and, and this is a big get. This is a big actress. Like, this is someone that is highly recognizable, highly talented, has done Veep, Seinfeld, all, like, has an extensive resume. This is Emmys just shit. a...
2: Yeah.
3: Right. This is not for someone that is just going to show up on the small screen. Like, she is going to be in the MCU. Um, I know we were kind of talking about in the group chat. So, like, I still think I'm on to that train where, like you were saying, Brett, like, she's helping Ross accumulate this team but i think much like the madam hydra thing she was a double agent she still was shield as uh, madam hydra she was infiltrating hydra so as shield she was like a double agent in that situation what if she's a double agent for nick fury right now and they know that ross is trying to do this so how does shield stay ahead of it oh, let's get someone on the inside, and maybe Val is that, where she's playing both sides here. I think she might be working for Ross, and that's what we'll see her be doing in the near future of accumulating these talent to do this and get it taken care of and get the Thunderbolts together and be kind of the recruiter of it, but with maybe later on a reveal of, like, hey, actually me and Nick, you know, we're we're trying to get Shield back together, and that's how they get busted. But um, but I, I I'm excited about this. Um, I'm excited. This this cameo was better than White Vision to me because of the fact that it has much larger ramifications, and it's not a robot, obviously. So she like she brought pizzazz, She brought a lot of sass to this character. Yes. And there's just so much more that can come with it. Where White Vision talked about a boat and blasted off into space, <laughs> <laughs> and like and and that's and like we don't know what the fuck where White. Like, what is going to happen with that? Where there's more with Val that you can kind of see where she can go in the MCU. So, and I'm with you. Like, when they said her name, I'm like, that sounds familiar. And you texted me, and, and you were like, you might get this reference when you see this cameo. Yeah. And, and and at first, I was kind of like, eh, I, that sounds familiar, but who the fuck? But as soon as I saw Magic, like, as soon as I looked at Madden Hydra, I was like, oh, I remember that arc. Yeah. Okay, cool. Like. So, uh, but I didn't think Hydra too. I was with you, Brett. I don't think this is Hydra's second play coming back. Like Marvel does not bring back other villains. Like there's yeah. very they're just not what they do. So I don't think Hydra is going to be, as of right now, another bat, uh, another player in the uh, fold. I think this is a nod to what could happen, and she's going to be a key component in getting the Thunderbolts together. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah. That's kind of that's kind of where where I'm leaning, as well. Um, I guess, guys, i just throw it out to everybody. Uh, Did you get that recruiter impression when she handed that business card and the business card was blank? Do you think they're going to – maybe it's invisible ink. Do you think she's going to find something there? Like where do you think that – do we get an after-credits scene? Like uh, Nathan, what do you think about that next step with Valentina?
0: I think uh, one of the things that stuck out to me in her dialogue was like the the, the best decision you ever make is when you answer my phone call or something uh, along yeah, those yeah. lines. So I think, um, you know, whatever scene it comes in, whether it be in the show, after credit, whatever it may be, it's John Walker sitting there with his fucking ass beat and another broken shield or whatever, and his cell phone rings, and it's like an unknown number, um, something yeah. like that. Um, I think the more that y'all talk about it, though, it definitely makes more sense that like, She's not going to be the sort of, like, Hydra Part 2 revivalist. It's more of, like, uh, it's more leaning towards the Thunderbolts. And it, it, it's just because there's so many of those Thunderbolts that are already introduced in the MCU. Right. It's not like what we talked about with Young Avengers, that uh, you know, last season. It's There's so many that exist already. It's like, how could they not do it?
1: Right. So, it's too uh, obvious that yeah. they've already, yeah. the seeds have already been long planted. Like, they're, they're yeah, already I, there. I, I don't...
0: I don't think it's a stretch to say that she's a recruiter on that, on the behalf of Thunderbolt Ross. Um, it's still hard for me to say like where he plays into this though. I feel like we're going to get some answers when black widow finally comes out, yeah. but like he'll be the leader of the GRC, like for all we know, or like he could have been elected as president when the blip happened and like they needed somebody to step in. Cause the president got blipped. Oh, it's, you know, Ross didn't go away. Why don't you take it? You know, he could be anywhere in some sort of power, that makes him, uh, you know, in, in a place that's really easy to send a recruiter out to go and like build a super team. So, uh, I, in my mind, I still want Ross to be that the the anti Nick Fury, not necessarily Madam Hydra.
1: Right. So, yeah. yeah. I see it. I could see that. Un- unless, I think, Jason, you brought this up that Ross is the idea man and doesn't want to get his hands dirty. And so he has Valentina, and, you know, she's maybe like his recruiter or his his right hand, kind of like Colson was to Nick Fury for a period of time. Um, yeah. And then I think also
3: has, like he could be connected to the GRC. He may be running the GRC Ross is right now, and he's in a very public place that he needs somebody doing all the dealings. Right. Right. We,
1: well, this again could also be, and again, just obviously nothing but speculation here, but uh, maybe that's when, you know, he's, he's a little too hands off. And then some shit goes down. Maybe the Thunderbolts fail a really important mission. He kind of freaks out. And then he's like, well, fine. He does the Thanos thing. And he just says, fine, I'll do it myself. And that's where his experiment goes awry. And we get Red Hulk. So there's a lot of different places and directions that this can go. And introducing this particular character is very interesting. Interesting. Because, again, you don't necessarily take exactly what's going on in the source material and deliver it here. The The liberties that Feige and company take uh, can can be pretty, pretty interesting sometimes. Uh, and one of those in particular is the power broker. Um, it's been referred to as a he, uh, but we don't know if that's a misdirect or not. I guess time will tell. Um, but who do we think is – the power broker. I
4: know we have a prevailing theory. Whoa, can I you know, back up for it? a second? Yeah. Um, so uh, when, when whenever Valerie said her name, her full name, uh, my yeah. first instinct was to look up Val Mar- or Marvel Comics. So I, so I did that. And mm-hmm. Val Cooper is an, is what came up. And that's an entirely different character than the one that uh. but she referred to herself as Val. So that's what I looked up. And Val Cooper works at, for the Office of National, the Office of National Emergency, which could be what the GRC right now, uh, as a li- liaison for mutant affairs. I think that she is. Uh, Cody, are you the only one that's seen the boys? I believe so. In this group? Yeah, I think I, I think so. No,
3: I've watched
1: it. Th- yeah.
4: This it, it felt kind of uh, vaughty to me when her appearance. Um. If that makes sense to you,
2: yeah, I feel that. that like her, her investment yeah. in this is much more like you know financial or lucrative to her personally than it is like for some bitter cause. You know exactly.
4: And 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 I think that uh, I mean, since Wanda's already been kind of labeled as a mutant, uh, or sh- she had her abilities before. I, I believe that uh, after the blip, um, that Thunderbolt Ross is kind of forming his own uh, quote unquote response team to Mutant Affairs, and she is literally just uh, doing the recruiting and uh, making sure that all the power is really in their hands and not anywhere else.
1: That is really solid. That is a solid guess.
4: Well, then I'm going to tie
1: that into my question. Do you think that she could also simultaneously be the power broker? Do you think
4: that something's deeper involved there? Mm. (laughs) I'm I'm wondering – it would tie it up- I'm wondering if like like we already have like these uh th- these Agent Carter uh theories and like does she work for the power broker is she the power broker um which I, I don't think she is um but I, I it's it, it's kind of weird that like I, all of a sudden everyone works for you know works for the power broker but I mean he is always watching and that's what they keep saying and John Walker is now the only. Serum left on the planet, I think that's can be, you know, kind of, a. as far as we know, yeah, oh, right. So, uh, very valuable to certain people. I mean, that kind of sounds like power broker to me.
1: Yeah. Cause I mean, he, yeah. he,
4: you know, like, uh, you have Aaron Kellerman's character receiving, uh, you took what was mine and I'm going to kill you. And like, all she had was the serum. So like if John Walker is the only bit of serum that's left that we know of, then the power broker probably wants old boy.
1: Yeah, I, that's. I mean, that's up there. That's like I said. That theory kind and, of. And if he's gonna to be,
4: if he's gonna be, part of the Thunderbolts, which we don't know, mm-hmm. then maybe, maybe that is Ross is the uh, the power broker.
1: That's true. Ross could be the power broker as well. My prevailing theory up until now, which I'm kind of faltering on a little bit, is that. Sharon Carter is Sharon Carter, mm. but she's doing some undercover work. And if she is the power broker, that it's scroll Sharon Carter and not a real Sharon
3: now you're talking. Um,
1: but I, I don't I don't know. Now I'm kind of thinking,, uh, I'm kind of thinking it might be a situation where it's like Dread Pirate Roberts. like the power broker is a name, but is it one consistent person, or does the? moniker change does it cody do you have any other theories
2: uh i mean not really i i definitely agree that to me she feels like the recruiter but also in just my little bit of time with her more like a henchman than she does someone who's like at the very top of the totem pole of command you know what i mean like i i feel like she is reporting to someone um and i think we know who that someone is but i also know that uh, you know, why, like, like what Jason said, I feel like, you know, she would not come back in or come into the MCU as an actress for something that isn't a little bit bigger than what we saw her in already, yeah. right? So I think she'll be sticking around, but I don't think she's the power broker, but I do think she will be a very vault like character like Colin said, and I think she'll be like almost like so manip- manipulative and conniving, like you'll, you'll get her as a character, but hmm. you'll kind of just be like, almost like Loki, but like less fun, just more like mischievous and like, damn, you literally suck but you're doing good at what yeah. you're trying to do you know I feel like that's what she's about yeah. to become and maybe for a while
4: people uh, peep to, to further that uh, that um, was, when's the last time y'all received a business card and who is it from it was from a fucking oh, salesman <laughs> <laughs> she she yes, she's selling something
1: right. I'm curious as to why it was blank. Uh, there must what, what be
3: activates
1: mess. it. Mm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what. Maybe it's like lemon
3: juice. Scratch like, and uh, sniff. So, fucking
1: um, national the treasure. Fuck?
3: Hmm. What if he gets a package in an end scene credit with, with, with a vial of something that resembles Super Soja Serum, but it's actually <clears throat> the dye to use to get the information off the card?
1: Yeah. I mean, it could be even something as simple as
3: lighter Just to fuck with them some more. That, yeah, I'm, you know? Just to I'm test curious. it.
1: Yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, I'm really curious. I wonder if that's going to come into play again. Um, and I guess, lastly, coming into play again, uh, talking about the Flag Smashers. Uh, I feel like, and I I hate to say this, but I feel like the Flag Smashers had a lot more going on that got their legs cut out from under them. Um, yep, mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm sure you guys have read this, uh, but it just for anybody that doesn't know, uh, the original storyline in this in this uh, series far too real. The yeah, the flag smashers were uh, either I think they were either behind the release of or somehow orchestrating the release of a global pandemic. Um, hate so yeah, don't that you don't you just hate it? You hate, hate to you see, see it. it. Uh, so, obviously, because of the much-too-realness involved in that, they had to cut all of that out, which meant that they had to cut out a pretty significant portion of what the Flag Smashers were all about. Um, I feel like the Flag Smashers are the putty patrol uh, to the Power Rangers of this series. They're, <laughs> what a <they're>, reference. <laughs> thank you. They're they're gonna get uh you know they're villains sure but they're gonna be they're gonna be shut down. Aren't those and, a little gray uh, wobbly
2: motherfuckers ble- that like Gumby? There?
1: <laughs> yep, that's exactly there you go. That's exactly. <laughs> they're like running right. all
2: frantic and stupid all the time.
1: They just they just run. They, yep, <laughs> they just run at the Power Rangers, going brruh, brruh, and they literally get beaten in like ten seconds. And the villains are like, I can't believe that was so easy. It happens every week. Um, uh, it's i so i feel like the flag smashers are our putties uh and i i'm I'm, maybe there's going to be some like big wokeness reform of the leader that young girl uh or, or something like that some redemption arc for her but i don't really see the flag smashers becoming anything more beyond this series uh, did, it, it, does anybody else disagree with me or are we all on the same I page?
4: I don't even feel no, that they're I, relevant I, I, in, no. in in this next episode. Like the, the, the weight that they carry well, in the, in going into this next episode, I'm like, what? I don't even care. <laughs> yeah. I think it, it's this thing of where
1: everything is converging on New York. So there's Sharon Carter and all the thugs and everything going on in Madripoor. They're coming in. Now the flag smashers, they're coming in now. Uh, John Walker and maybe something with Val, who knows what's going on there. They're going in. Um, now we've got the new Captain America and we've got Bucky and they're, you know, they're going. So all of everything is converging in one final battle. So everything has to be, you know, kiboshed by the end of this. But I just don't see the Flag Smashers carrying any further importance beyond
3: what's what their device is here. So my question, I guess, and I'm with you, Brett. I 100 agree. I think at the end of this, we will not have flash smashers. But do you think she, uh, do you think Sharon Carter is an ally of the flash smashers? Because we know she was talking to the French assassin. Assassin, I forgot his name. George like, Saint Pierre. Is she helping the flag smashers? Yeah, George Saint Pierre. But like, but is that the character name? But anyways, is she helping him? Is she helping? Yeah, she helping the flag smashers. Or is she trying to get into the Flag Smashers because she's working on the Power Broker and destroy them? I from don't think in? Sharon
1: Carter – well, first, let's, let's operate under the assumption that Sharon Carter is Sharon Carter. She's not a scroll, She is still Agent 13, Sharon Carter, right? If we operate under that assumption, I don't think she's working for any of them. I think she is working against them both and pitting them against one another. I think she's doing some undercover Nick Fury
3: shield shit. And she's, but why? I don't know yet. What's the end to the mean, I guess, for her? Yeah, I, I just. Yeah. So I, here's here's what I said. That's, that's
1: a bow. Yeah, the the going, Flag Smashers, yeah. like I said, I don't think they're going to have any uh, further use beyond this series. But the Power yeah. Broker runs Madripoor madripoor has a lot of use in the mcu moving forward yeah tons of potential tons of rich lore to pull from from the comics including mutants there's a lot of stuff going on there so madripoor would absolutely be of interest to shield or well let's just say sword nick fury whomever or or even scrolls tyler hayward himself uh there's a lot of interest there. Nate, I think
4: I interrupted you earlier. I'm sorry.
0: No, you didn't. I mean, I I don't know. I for, for anybody who's listening to this, I'm sorry, but I feel like it's hard for me to generate a theory about Sharon Carter because I just fucking, I went overboard with WandaVision theories. Like, yeah, yep. I'm just waiting for it to happen. And like... I'll go back to Flag Smashers too, Colin. I'm with you. I don't give a fuck what's going on yeah. right yeah. now. Like they were, they were so prominent in episode one, and like you know, Torres is going undercover and he like goes as you know part of their operation. And gets ass beat. It's like, damn, this is gonna be a crazy group. And then like two episodes later, no yeah. one cares. So like, I, I for me, it all goes back to, the, to to what we realized in Wandavision. What's happening here is a vacuum. Yeah. and for people who don't see it. It's not really going to affect them. So, like, right. I don't think there's going to be flag smashers after this series. I think they they come and they go inside of this six episode thing. And if if that's the case, then I truly don't give a shit about them. Because, like, right? Okay, there there's some other super soldiers out there, but like, to me, in a in a very Disney fashion, uh, there all the other existing super soldiers, the leader of the Flag Smashers, I forget her name right now. She's going to have this like come to Jesus moment to where she's like, oh, I'm sorry. Right. And then just sort of lives in, you know, in, in in hiding for a while. Like, like Isaiah Bradley, like the superhero that never existed. Yeah. And like, yeah. to me, that seems the most likely. And that makes me like not want to care because <laughs> it's like it has no relevance after this. I, I'm more interested in like what's going to carry over post this series because we're, we're to the end, yes. you know, like. Brett, like you were talking about Magic Or, like okay, that that honestly, that city was like super important for like one episode, and now it's like not really that. Important. Like we mm. know it exists, yeah. but like I'm really right. interested to see what comes out of there versus what's going to happen yeah. with the flags. Right, guy, uh, I'm just just yeah. trying to look what's going on after this. And, right. and, and
3: I, yeah, now Nate, like TL's point, like what are, what are we going to cover the next episode? Like okay the flash smashers are not a big threat. We we know they're hijacking whatever. That's going to take 10 minutes to figure that out. What's the next 50 minutes of next week's episode it, going to it's be? It's got to be a big uh, I hope it's. Up. I yeah, hope it's a it's, massive yeah,
4: fight. Yeah, I hope it's Sharon Carter just sitting in that chair on her iPad for 50 minutes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I honestly think that that Carly and and whoever she has at this point. I think there's going to be a big enough like battle held that that's not going to happen in the first few minutes by any stretch i think the first maybe five to six might be sort of like continued buildup of like um you know john walker getting the shield ready and falcon kind of like readying himself for something and then we'll have this moment of like oh shit like it's time for an all-out battle that might last 20 or so minutes and then we'll have another 20 the final 20 say be like closure and like lead outs to what you can expect going forward and i do really think just based on how the earlier episodes in the series went that they're going to give more attention than less on the actual, like, family and emotional elements of what's going on back home with Falcon and Sam and what where Bucky left off with therapy and all that. I don't think that's – we're not just going to be done with that, right? Like, they're going to give mm. the appropriate amount of yeah. time to both of those yeah. things. And between it, that it, and the battle, you're set.
4: Yeah. Absolutely. It, it's that's cool because uh, this that. apparently this episode is going to be 96 minutes long.
1: That sounds like bullshit. I don't know if I'm shut I don't know if I believe you. You shouldn't. All right.
4: I finally <laughs> learned about
1: yeah.
4: oh, dude. <laughs> not many I was really know. hoping for that one.
1: You almost got me. Too. I was hoping we
4: could pull it uh, off one last time. I, I love and trust you, and I
1: learned I shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: I can't you. Ah! Anyway.
1: Uh, <laughs> um no, I think. The, the Anytime you have a main eventer, you need uh, some enhancement talent to get them there. And that's all the Flag Smashers ended up being. But I think that we get every outstanding angle resolved. I think we wrap up all of the storyline stuff here. Um, and the big setups are whatever the future, whatever the next steps are for our main characters. We get a glimpse at what is next for sam as captain america we get a glimpse at what is next for john walker as u.s agent we, we we get to see all of that um and we get to hopefully find out maybe they give us a little little tag on the end you know so and so will return in whatever maybe we get that and see like where we can expect these stories to continue
4: um
1: Castro, one more theory yeah of course
0: so the the conversation that Isaiah Bradley has with uh, with Sam, yes. that excellent. Uh, they'll never let a black man be Captain America. Yeah, I feel like that's going to get revisited. I I think uh, when Sam takes up the mantle that is Captain America, mm-hmm. the person that decided that John Walker should have been is going to be like hella pissed mm-hmm. off. Uh, mm-hmm. That that makes that goes back to my theory about General Ross being uh possibly president of the united states yeah um again i i think the best way to that is president gets snapped they're like oh shit president and vice president get snapped oh shit who do we get oh how about the secretary of state yeah you're still alive come on in yeah so if he who clearly hates the avengers yeah Chooses someone else to be Captain America, who was not an Avenger, who would follow the accords. Right, that guy fucks up, and then an Avenger who he does not like takes the mantle. Like, what? What other way to make him more pissed off to want to form some anti-Avengers team than that?
1: Yeah, it's, um, absolutely. That's that's a, literally almost the perfect motive.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That I think is going to come up. And the, but here's the other part of that argument: Will Isaiah Bradley be? Sp- really pissed mm-hmm. off at Sam for taking it because he says no, no, no black man. That's I forget how he says it. Who's like, yeah. Who's self-respected would want it. And Sam's kind of like, Oh shit. Like kind of right. But you know, like when he inevitably takes it, does that make Isaiah Bradley mad? I- and maybe his grandson who has Patriot goes into MCU with a vendetta against Sam. Mm-hmm. Well, or I smart? think
1: the dichotomy there was, and correct me if I'm wrong. After that conversation, which once again, just to to cover it for a millionth time, that conversation between Isaiah and Sam was was excellent. It was very well done. It was very, very heavy. It had a lot of weight to it. And I really enjoyed that, uh, that entire, that entire scene. But the very next scene was Sam and his nephews, uh, if I remember correctly. And I remember immediately thinking of the dichotomy there with you have these kids who are so enamored with the shield and they're smiling at it and they're playing with it and they think it's so cool. And they're like, Oh man, our uncle, who we look up to, he's got this shield, man, our uncle's captain America. How cool is that? That these children are facing the, the very real, the the reality of being black men in America. Uh, And they're too young yet to really understand the gravity of what that means and how that's going to affect their lives moving forward. And Isaiah is obviously he'd been through horrific, horrific shit and was rightfully bitter and angry and uh, and despises All of what happened to him and all of the people that did it to him. So you're looking at two very different views of not only the American ideology, but the American flag. And that's really what Captain America represents. He represents the flag and he represents the ideals of the country. So you've got Sam caught between a rock and a hard place here. He he understands the plight of generations past, but he also sees the hope. Of generations in the future, and I think Sam is going to take the responsibility on his shoulders to bridge that gap. And I think his nephews are going to look up to him in a way that they never have before. I think it's going to open Isaiah Bradley's eyes and get him to, to sort of move away from some of that bitterness and understand and agree with Sam and the fact that there is hope for the future. And I think all of that in turn inspires Isaiah's grandson to. Eventually following Sam's footsteps in honor or maybe even in memoriam of his grandfather as the patriot. Hopefully
4: inspires him to make America great again. Of course. <laughs> no,
3: Brett, I think you, Jesus Christ. I think you nailed it, Brett. I think you nailed it. I think that's exactly it. It's the. It's it's giving us a glimpse into the generational struggle of being Black in America and where each generation kind of fits into this. And Sam is being exactly, like you said, the bridge and showing hope and is going to inspire youth and help maybe not take away everything that Isaiah has been through, but maybe... Mm-hmm. Eliminate some of the bitterness, and I, I think you perfectly said it brilliantly done. I, yes. I would love to see that's
1: it. that's my uh, I don't know if it's necessarily a theory, but that's my hope. That's my hope for where this right. where this ends up.
4: Um, if I can, if I could see and- Isaiah Bradley smile by the end of episode 6, I think I, I, I think I'll be happy.
1: I envision <laughs> a scene of him smiling.
4: Let's like hear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think, like, I think, Sam, Sam,
2: I think Sam goes to him in full suit, and basically th- there will be some words, and I think he very like shorthandedly will explain himself, or or maybe there's almost just this look of like I know why you're doing it, and like I'm I'm proud of you for it. But just like I would almost rather them say less, you know, like just this moment of like Sam approaches him and he's he's basically got the duty that is now the shield, and they just sort of have this exchange yeah. that sets it clear, like, I know why you don't want me to do it, and that's also why I have to do it. And then I think that that, that will maybe give Isaiah's character a little peace.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Well said.
1: I'm really hoping for for a scene or a set or something like yeah. that. Um
3: And if we lose Isaiah in this, like another cool moment would be like if he had any like medals or any type of tokens or anything that was in memory of his like past experiences that Eli would hand down to Sam to like be included into the suit or the armor or any way that he will always have that experience and never forget the Mm -hmm. struggle that happened before him. I feel like if
1: anything, that like medals or, or, you know, medals of honor, things like that. I feel like that would be incorporated in Patriot's shield. Yeah. If that's. Yeah. Oh Is yeah. That even better. better. Yes. Cause again, yes. literally continuing the legacy of his grandfather.
4: He at the very least needs like a, like a monument right. at like the Smithsonian or something, you know, I, I think, and
1: I'm glad Ooh. you brought that up, Colin, because I'd be great. Uh, Cause Sam was talking about knowing people and all this. I think as they, as they loop back around, That Captain America exhibit at the beginning, where the shield was, I think they redo the exhibit and have a um, – I don't know if it's a statue or a bust or something of Isaiah. Yes. And they focus on Isaiah's story, and he was just as much a Captain America as Steve was.
3: But unfortunately, he will he will have to pass away before that happens. Like I, I think that won't be something that we will experience while yeah, he's alive.
1: But as much as I would love to continue to see Isaiah's character around, perhaps that particular type of closure is what he would need for something like that to to memorialize him to not even that not to immortalize him forever. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would be the right. most appropriate end to his arc. And again, give something for Eli to look up to. Mm-hmm. Can, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Man, really amazing show so far. Um, and I'm a little upset that it's ending, but I'm stoked to see how it ends. What, what do you think um,
4: happens to Zemo from here on out? Or what do y'all think? I'm sorry.
3: Mm. Well... Well, the cool thing about Zemo is he's going to the Raft where, so he's not going to Wakanda. He's going to the place where, uh, I, correct me if I'm wrong, isn't Abomination being like uh, there? So. Actually, like, yeah, now that you mention it. Yeah, so like he's going to be at a place where another member of the Thunderbolt is going to be. Like, so, like, pretty big deal. Like so for now, I, I Zemo is also set up as well. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah.
1: For now, he's basically back to exactly where he was. He's on ice, just in a different location. Gotcha. Still dancing, though, I hope. But he will be sprung out again, and
3: he will be a Thunderbolt. Do you think – and now this is crazy, talk, and I don't think this is real, but if it would be cool – like, let's say the Flag Smashers happened to try to escape, and Zemo was able to escape and shoot – the leader of the Flag Smashers, and get like he he's mm-hmm. he's out to kill them. Is there any way that he gets out of the no. grips of our no, no. Demo, and not? He had his ex. yeah, okay. I, I, yeah. I, I don't, he had his ex. No. I know, I which agree. was stale I by agree. the way. I don't like the way it ended with Zemo. I do, like Zemo had such a great character arc, for him just to go peacefully in front of the monument, to back you know to the raft. Like I, I, I feel just, like there should at least
4: like, like any, I wish a there would monologue. There that he gave to Bucky or something right there. I don't know.
1: I will counteract these feelings. By referring you to the gun scene. Right before. Zemo was accepting his fate. He knew what he had done to Bucky. And in all of the atrocities. That he's committed. And when Bucky put that gun to his he, head. He nods. He was in approval. He, he nods. He was like. "Yeah." He was like. He was like you, you got it. This is This is it. This is how it ends. This is how it should end. You got to do what you got to do. That's all. That's that nod said everything I needed Mm -hmm. to say. And as soon as Bucky pulled that trigger and it clicked, and Zemo like let out this breath and he dropped all the bullets to the ground, that was the moment where two things happened. One, Zemo realized that the Winter Soldier was dead, that that was forever over with, and Bucky was no longer that person. And second, he realized that he was sort of resigned to a fate worse than death because death would have been a release for zemo but now they want to put him back under the jail you know he wants to they want him to rot in prison forever obviously that's not going to work out as we'll see in future movies but that whole exit for zemo wasn't so much about zemo as it was more about how bucky had become not Winter Soldier anymore. How he had healed himself from what Zemo. Did. Right, and, Zemo's and, and, and exit and,
2: wasn't Zemo's uh, moment per se.
1: Yeah, it was not his moment. It was it was Bucky's.
4: Yeah,
3: it was furthering Bucky's moment.
4: Yeah, that's and then, uh, that's a really yeah. good way to look at it. Yeah. What's the leader of the door Milaje's name? Ayo? Is it Ao? Oh. Ao. Yeah. yeah, she. So the last time that we yeah. saw her, she she damned. Uh, Bucky and she named and she referred to him as James Bucky, and then yeah. after yeah. the scene or you know during the scene she then refers to him as White Wolf again so yeah that that could further what you said too you know like maybe may, like he may, yeah. maybe the Winter Soldier is completely dead and it's time for new things
3: yeah the the e-programming came
1: Can something.
4: can we call it straight what?
3: right now though but like Bucky, oh, a yeah. thing for black women. I'm, There's nothing wrong with that. getting like you got, you, I mean, I didn't wrong with that at all. He, like, he needs
4: something, something, dude. Like he, he is. Has because Bucky, really Bucky really had true, sex? And <laughs> <in, in, in laughs> since <laughs> really alive. <laughs>
3: Oh, I'm well, sorry. Sure I'm, 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 I'm sorry. Sure I'm sorry. He had, uh,
4: after he's been... Uh, the last time, Since the last time he's been frozen, has he had sex? I'm sure there's some sort of intimacy that he had in Wakanda. Mm. But,
1: because there's, there's too much... Look, his arm is from Wakanda. Spend- he's healed in Wakanda. Not only was he physically healed in Wakanda, his brainwashing was wiped away in Wakanda. So he was mentally and physically... And his there. best scene and in the MCU was in Wakanda. You've got to think that yeah. that's almost like where he belongs now. Yes. It's almost as if he is a Wakandan citizen. It's home. He, speaks, he
3: speaks Wakandan. Wakandan. Yeah. yeah. I
4: mean, he so I feel like
1: So yeah. I feel like his, his peace, his citizenship lives there. And I would not be surprised if the whole white wolf thing comes into play later on. Perhaps in Black Panther 2 as they're crowning a new Black I Panther. Hope
3: so, and dude. and right. hopefully honoring uh, Chala's Mm life? Well, I mean, well, Ao told him, like, hey, you don't need to come back for a while. Like, apparently, like, his name obviously is not totally, you know, in bad, you know, right now, because he was able to ask another favor and got a fucking Wakanda box for a sale. But, like, I mean, I... But he was told not to come back for a while. So that also puts me in, like, Where's Bucky gonna go? Like he's about to be like, Sam's brother in law. Like, we have 60, let's see. <laughs> well, but come on, like, but I mean, but seriously, like I'm gonna I, I guess I'll be the one to say it. There's a chance Bucky dies, guys. Come on, dude. And I don't want that. But where else can he go? Like, look, he can't go back to Wakanda right now. We know he can he can make amends. We know he's going to, you know, unfortunately go to that yeah. guy's dad and tell him what happened. But after that, like, like where does I'm he back go? Back does, just... <laughs> does he just travel the Earth? So it leads me to the point that can he... Oh, exactly. He's not the Hulk. He's not just going to travel aimlessly. I mean, there's a chance, and, like, I, I, I've kind of said this, and I'm not the originator of this idea at all, but, like, there's a chance we lose Bucky at the end of this. And it sucks, but, like, I don't know what else to do with Bucky if he can't go back to wakanda and be himself they, again well no, and they think he's going to be they alone They kind of already said and something he can't just like be th- when sam
0: and him had dialogue uh towards the end of episode 5 where he he basically like coached bucky of like hey you're trying to find all these people to like right your wrong but you need to find these people and like be a part of their healing or some shit what he said like that you need to be of like service. i feel like he's going to go back Yeah, Yeah. I'm going to go back to being some sort of nomad where he's like pursuing the people in his book but with a different reason. I think that's where he goes.
1: Hmm. Yeah. There's no way he he dies. I I understand
0: where you're coming from, Jason, but this man is not dying.
1: I think it's, he could die but I don't think his arc throughout the course of the show because look, when the show first started I was like, uh uh he's going to die. Like they're not going to kill this man in a Disney Plus series. Yeah, I, and, and now at this at, as we've gotten this far in with as much evolution as we we've, as we've seen in his arc, I don't I don't think he's dying. I think Bucky gets the resolution and the redemption that he has so sorely needed this entire time. Mm. Mm. Bucky finds peace, which is what he's been looking for.
2: Forever, Jason said he's gonna find some dust too. What great,
3: what greater (laughs) peace than,
2: yeah, he's gonna, what what greater (laughs) peace than eternal
3: sleep?
1: No, you're look, look. (laughs) okay, my dudes, correct, yeah, but I don't feel like his death is coming at this point. I originally like episode two, I was like, yeah, he's toast, but as it's gone on, it's it would make no sense for him to earn all of this just to die. So I don't think he's just gonna
2: let it. me let me just stop you right there and just say one final sentence on that. Front. Yeah, someone it might have even been Brett asked, do you think way earlier in the in this season? Do you think that Bucky has to die like Tony did? To fulfill or complete mm-hmm. his arc and i don't remember what your answer yeah. was but i'm curious if it's the same now because i the, i wouldn't i'm not i don't think i'm either way i'm not dead said that he will or won't but i i lean more to the possibility of that being a, a, a thing that could happen only because i feel like it's it's the show is like leaning towards more of like putting sam in the like moment of like you finally did it you got your victory that bucky's almost maybe gonna yeah. take the back seat of like i want you to have that i want i want this for sam i want it for me I want it for Steve and because Of that I'm going to have to die I really don't think that's out Of left field I don't
3: No and I Even if like he yep. says I'm always Going to be here for you just you, whenever You get a lead let me know like Like that kind of statement is like
2: His visit to Louisiana felt him, Very send off he's done everything like he's you know what lean- I mean? like I don't know Man it's-
3: And as, look, and I think like most of us on this, you know, podcast, we love Bucky Barnes and he is probably someone we want to see win more than anybody else in any of the MCU film because of his arc and because of the tragic stuff that's happened to him. And now we're finally getting to see him heal and grow. But I think to Cody's point, like, like this is it. Like, you know, he's getting to the finish line. Like, no, it's just really weird. And look, I don't want to see him die. I don't think death is always what needs to happen, but we haven't had anything really bad happen in the MCU since yeah. the blip. Like it's been I was about to say I we had haven't had any movie. bad, crazy moments. And this would be a great sucker punch for MCU. Well, I mean, but like think about it. WandaVision, nothing really crazy bad happened. Uh Spider Man, you know, uh far from home. <laughs> like nothing really crazy bad happened. Uh, you know, like I, I'm just saying, like it it would be out of, it wouldn't be out of left field but it would definitely be a punch in the stomach that would re- get some real reaction and i it,
1: it wouldn't shock I, I will me. say that i won't take it off the table but originally at the beginning of this series i thought it was almost a certainty that he was a goner now i feel like it's almost a certainty that he's sticking around so let's ride that good energy it's not off the table yeah. it's not off the table but I just don't see it happening anymore so yes my opinion has has definitely changed on that
4: <laughs> <laughs> not fucking well, he said that he tried the dating apps <laughs> f- <laughs> f- <laughs> <laughs> he said that he tried the dating apps what was his tinder bio
1: <laughs> friends call me Bucky I'm good enough with my, my right hand with only one arm yep <laughs> yeah. I, got I always do. People tell me I look like Luke Skywalker.
2: <laughs> Please cast me in another Disney Plus series. Please,
1: Every I love this I've money. I love this money. Pretty much, man.
4: <laughs> El- Please give me. LOL a shot. probably killed your parents. <laughs> <laughs>
1: nice. you know,
3: I never forget.
1: Oh, man. Well. We got episode six coming up. That is uh, the end of the line here for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, I'm excited for it. I don't want it to end just yet, but I'm really excited to see how it, how it wraps up. Um, and well, of course we'll be doing an episode six. Uh, well episode uh, be that live or otherwise to cover not only episode six, but just another once over of the series as a whole uh, as we get, geared up for Loki coming up next. Um so for this week folks that is the end of tonight we marvel uh does anybody have any closing thoughts? No, oh, so no. we are not saving able on this podcast. <laughs> we are the breaking Benjamin of FCU <laughs> podcast. We, if anything <laughs> at all
3: yeah know your role
1: <laughs> uh well then yeah so i guess just to close it out i will uh ask one final question to everybody and that question is this <laughs>